we're talking about lovefood.com's website now and a particular article from the website which is really good this week it, it kind of mentions a whole lot of weird foods from around the world some of them I have to admit I'd never heard of mm, yes there's a few on here that I was not aware of one or two that I have I don't think I've actually well one or two that I was aware of but I don't think I've actually tried any of them which I'm going to have to rectify because there's a few interesting ones on here yes it is an article from Love Food all about the weirdest global foods and it's one thing having an adventurous palate but it's quite another eating some of the things on this list yes they reveal some of the oddest foods from around the globe but make sure you've eaten your lunch first everybody number one on the list is a Scottish delicacy I was aware of this one because I'm quite into my history my archaeology that sort of thing so I had read about this but I don't think I would try it it's Guga Guga are plump young gannet chicks. They're salted and boiled, and they are a pungent and controversial delicacy for the people of Ness, a small area on the Isle of Lewis in the Western Isles off of Scotland. Every year in late summer, the islanders head to a remote island rock 40 miles north of Lewis. It's called Sulishgare, which serves as one of the most important breeding grounds for gannets. Although bird protectionists have tried to ban the cull completely, the islanders have a special dispensation to continue their centuries-old tradition. The taste of the birds is a point of contention, but it is said by some to be like a very salty, fatty goose. Hmm. To me, it just sounds gross. I'd heard of it before, mm. but it's not something that I would like to. And, and I'm quite adventurous with my yeah. food. It's not even a squeamish thing. I just think a fatty, goosey, salty, mm. boiled. Yes, to me, I, you know, I'm... Uh... I think if it wasn't one of those, the way it's boiled and salted, I think, is to preserve it for quite long periods to get through the winter and that sort of thing. So that sort of type of meat that is preserved for, for a long period of time doesn't appeal to me. If it was maybe roasted on a Sunday afternoon with a beautiful selection of vegetables and potatoes, I might be you know convinced otherwise. But just to salt it, boil it and preserve it doesn't appeal to me. Well, the thing is, if it's like a cured meat, then I could understand. I wouldn't mind that because I do like cured yeah, meats. Yeah. But I don't know how you're supposed to eat this. I mean, do they? Do you eat the whole duck or Oof. is it small enough that you just no, eat no, the whole no. duck? Or? No, no, no. They're big birds. They're, they're, they're quite big birds. Even though the, the, the guga are the young chicks of the gannet, they're still So you'd be eating bird. the breast and the leg and oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the different parts of it. Oh, you're not absolutely. going to be eating the whole thing in a no, no, no. Well, I think I would definitely try it then. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would try a little bit, you know, just out of curiosity. But mm, we, we, yeah, <laughs> mm, I, I'm not entirely convinced on that one. Or this one, for example, on the next is next on the list of weird global foods, and it's balut, B-A-L-U-T. A list of the most bizarre foodstuffs wouldn't be complete without a nod to balut or balut. The, Fertilized duck or chicken egg with a nearly developed embryo that is then boiled and eaten in the shell is easily one of the strangest foods in the world. It's common in the Philippines, Cambodia and Vietnam. And the taste is said, unsurprisingly, supposed to be like egg and chicken. Many are surprised that a food that looks so odd, often with the bird's features clearly developed, can taste so banal and familiar. Yeah, I think that is, I mean, this is obviously, you know, derived from ducks and chickens, so it is going to have that flavour to it. But, you know, a lot of foods, when you ask people what they taste like, the default answer is chicken. It's funny that, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's like frog's legs. Yeah. A lot of people say that. Now, I didn't really. I, I think the texture is. Mm -hmm. I've tried frog's legs, oh. and the texture is is kind of yeah. 
similar but i i didn't find it taste it didn't no, leave a chickeny taste with me no see i don't think it necessarily is that things really do have a chickeny taste i think it is that familiar familiarity texture. of texture and that you're looking for something to liken it to and if you don't really have any touch point chicken is the most common thing but yeah so you've tried frog's legs i was in france and i tried escargot snails but i i, I drew the line at frog's legs really? I, I was i was offered but i thought no no see no, i'd no. rather eat frog's legs than snails i've eaten snails as well and mm. actually they were okay oh i love the snails because the texture was a little bit off but i got used to that did you but, not think they were a bit kind of like wine gummy <laughs> no no see the ones that i tried were drowned in garlic butter yes all i could taste yep. was garlic and it was the texture of just being a little bit slimy but i, well, got I just over thought that. the the texture was a wee bit kind of like wine gums mm. with garlic loads of garlic butter so I loved them. I did love them. But I, I, you know, I, I think if somebody was to put down frog's legs or snails in front of me and I'd never tried either, yes. I would go for frog's legs would before you? I go for snails. No, no, see, I'm the opposite, Jill. I'm the opposite. But how about this one on the list of weird global foods from Love Food? We're all used to a bit of a sushi lunch nowadays, but sanikji is something else entirely. This is a Korean delicacy of seafood is actually still alive. Disgusting. Oh, live baby octopus are sliced up and seasoned with sesame oil. And they're still squirming when they're con consumed, but advocates argue that it couldn't be fresher. This is one strictly for brave people. Unless it's chewed carefully, the tiny suction cups of the octopus can actually stick to the inside of your mouth and throat. Mm, animal rights advocates might argue that's karma. Yes, I've I've been aware of Sanicji in the past. I draw the line at sushi, so I definitely wouldn't try that one. Well, you actually, I remember you telling mm, me about I, something that you saw. I, I've seen on YouTube a, a, a video. Girl trying to eat it. Yeah, yeah, and it is quite quite the disgusting thing because it sort of... Does it not stick it to her throat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, could, you could tell, obviously, that she was having problems swallowing because it was sticking to the inside of her throat, but it was one of those ones where it sort of crawled out the bowl across the table and she had to reach over oh. and grab it off that. And I thought, oh, that draw, <laughs> I, I draw the line there. You know, uh, e eating live food. Now, there's another one on this list that is another live delicacy, but doesn't quite have that psychological impact that eating a full octopus would. This is a cheese that's home to insect larvae inside of it is from Sardinia and the larvae are deliberately added to the cheese to encourage a level of fermentation that is close de to decomposition, at which point the fats in the cheese are broken down. The tiny translucent worms can jump up to half a foot if they're disturbed, giving a whole new meaning to the phrase fast food. Now, you see, that doesn't actually disgust me very much. I quite like cheese. I quite like smelly cheese, blue cheese, Rockfoot or Stilton. So I, I would I would try that one. I would try it. I do love cheese and the smellier the better. <laughs> I love smelly cheeses. Mm. Um, but what I I, I think it's the, the, the fact that they can jump a foot. Yes, yes. That kind of puts me off a little bit. I'd like to taste the cheese before the worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I, mean? I, I agree, I agree. But, I, you know, I still, I think I would, yeah, I would actually enjoy that. I think it, it, it appeals to me in a slightly weird way. I'd have it before way. the octopus, the oh, live absolutely. octopus. I do like octopus. Mm, I do oh. like, but it has to be cooked. Yes, calamari is delicious. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. yes. How about this one? Hikari. It is made by gutting a Greenland or a basking shark and then fermenting it for two to four months. Hikari is an Icelandic food that reeks with the smell of ammonia. It's available all year round in Icelandic stores and is often served in cubes on toothpicks, which makes quite a change from cheese and pineapple. Oh, fermented shark. 
And it smells of ammonia. No, see, I, I, I would draw the line there. No, I, ju- I just don't understand why anybody would want to eat that or why they would find it tasty no, anyway. No. When it's when it's fermented mm. off no. meat, it, it just sounds disgusting. See, to me, I think that stems out of like a matter of survival. Yeah, like yeah. fermenting food and preserving it for as long as you can to have something to eat throughout the winter. They're not interested in flavor or taste. It's just interested in a matter of survival by the sounds of it. Cause yeah, you'd have to be pretty desperate to eat four month year old a four month old fermented shark. Oh, no, oh. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. Moving swiftly along, we've got one from good old Scotland. Oh, this is it's, our naughty one. We can't yes, mention the can't name. Can't mention the name of it, but <laughs> where would where would odd foods be without having a, a yeah a contribution from Scotland? Forget the deep fried Mars bar. This is a bit more peculiar. It's a sausage wrapped in kebab meat and then deep fried. That's not surprising. This is Scotland after all. And yeah, it is an artery clogging delicacy found in chip shops across Glasgow. At a gut busting 1000 calories, it's so fatty, it carries a health warning with the owner of the chippy that sells it listing, limiting customers to one a week. And it has been condemned by nutritionalists, not surprisingly. But if it's only got a thousand calories, I mean, it's really only half your daily intake of food <laughs> i'm trying to see the positive just, just have two of those a day one for breakfast one for dinner you'll be fine but you know something what is wrong with it why do they say unusual kebab meat wrapped around a sausage like that that sounds like the, the oddest combination i think that sounds lovely mm, yes well each to their own shall we say each well, to their i wouldn't own. I, don't get me wrong i wouldn't serve it at a dinner party i certainly mm. wouldn't sort of go out if, if i was looking to go to the chippy um it's not the kind of thing i'd order regularly but i'd like to try it out of curiosity i would certainly try it as well i wouldn't make a habit out of it i no. probably wouldn't finish the whole thing but i would definitely just have a wee try just to say i have tried that but we've got one final one here Jill, and it is another Scandinavian contribution similar to the the Icelandic shark, but this one is salty licorice. Yes, these black sweets inspired devotion and revulsion in equal measure. The distinctive taste doesn't actually come from salt, but rather from ammonium chloride, which is why they often go under salmiaki, which is the Finnish word for the compound. The taste is like nothing else. Some have likened it to caramelized motor oil, but you'll have to try it and to see for yourself. Again, I'd be up for that. You know, if, if it's just a, a licorice, but it's slightly, you know, uh, salty. Yeah, then, then it doesn't disgust me knowing that you're eating octopus or, or, or raw fish or something, for example. I think ignorance is bliss in some of these regards. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for taking us through that article. And it's on the lovefood.com website, which is fully accessible if you want to take a look yourself.